you could ever need, starting right now. Hello and welcome into the Water Break, the best late night sports show on 88.9 The Bridge, your home for award-winning sports talk and entertaining entertainment, obviously, that's what we're doing. I am McLean in the studio virtually with Will and Creed, and we're going to open things up with our 4 in 4. I would also like to apologize for the weird static in the off chance that our auto-clipping software doesn't cut it out. Recording from home is difficult, we're all in our home rigs, and it's, you know, prone to some accidents. Uh, so I would like to get us started off with 4 and 4. I'd like to open it up by talking baseball, and I'm not going to spoil too much. I'm going to save some of the stuff for our Seattle Mariners mailbag, which we'll do later in the show. But I'd like to open up uh, by saying that your Seattle Mariners entered uh, Friday with the best record in the American League after defeating Boston. They play Boston again tonight. Uh, and by the time this gets to, if you're listening live, it probably hasn't ended yet. But if you're listening to us on Spotify, it's probably ended now. Uh, we would also like uh, to turn our attention uh, to the Dodgers and Padres race, which is going to be a big story throughout the season. The Dodgers are ahead of the Padres by a couple of games, and they're also on pace if their uh, winning percentage holds through the first few weeks of the season. They'll be on pace to win 124 games, which is pretty crazy. All right, now over to Will for some hockey. Yeah, lots of stuff happening in hockey. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. And uh, things have not been going well for the Canucks. I know at the start of this season, I was really optimistic. I felt like a shorter season would give them a much better opportunity to make the playoffs this year. And it's pretty much been the opposite of that. The whole team caught COVID about a month ago, and they've had a really rough path to, reco- to recovery. Uh, they only have played three games recently, and they won two of them, actually, which were both against the best team in the division. And then they dropped one to the worst team in the division. Um, but aside from that, they have to go pretty much perfect from here on out, and like a bunch of other stuff would have to happen in order for them to make the playoffs. But it's honestly not happening. I think the Canucks have just lost way too many games early on in the season, and they're playing from behind now. They are also like five games behind every other team in their division, so they've got a lot of catch-up to do just in terms of games played. 
Uh, over in the West, Golden Knights and Avalanche have already clinched there. Uh, no surprise, two best teams that division. What is kind of surprising is the Blues probably aren't looking to make it this year. They're actually below the Wild and the Coyotes right now, uh, and things are not looking great for them. I know they lost their best defenseman just like last year to a division rival, which isn't helpful, yeah. but you know they're struggling. Over in the yeah. East, Caps, Penguins, Islanders, Trail. Uh, only surprise in that one is the Flyers have dropped a bit down. But it's kind of what you expect. That's probably what's considered to be the toughest division right now, despite having the Devils and the Sabres in it. And over in Central, you got Hurricanes leading that one. Panthers actually second. Uh, and then the Lightning are third, which is very surprising. I thought the Lightning would sweep that one, no doubt. And yeah. Also, uh, kind of unrelated, the U18 U.S. National Development or National Team Development Program is playing a big tournament uh, coming up, as well as all the USA Hockey Nationals are coming up next week. The high school kids have already played, and now Tier One, Tier Two, girls Tier One, and girls Tier Two uh, are all going to be playing in the next week. So I'm super excited for that. Anyways, we'll go on to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, we have a couple of things coming up this week. Um, actually, MLS uh, tomorrow is going to have a massive amount of games um, to get on with the second week of the season. After the first week, we uh, saw some pretty great games. Uh, the second game of the season, um, just from the beginning, uh, was Sounders against Minnesota. I went over that last week, but um, that was a great game. Sounders are right now second in the Western Conference, uh, right behind Sporting Kansas City. Um, and Sporting Kansas City has played two games. Actually, I think they're playing their third. Um, and yeah, so that that's a good. And then we have, at the very bottom, Minnesota, uh, Portland, and Austin. Uh, Austin's a new team this year, so we're going to see a lot new of new stuff from them, and hopefully they'll do well. Um, and then in the Eastern Conference, we have Montreal, leading with D.C. United in second, Chicago in third. And then at the bottom, we have New York Red Bulls, New York FC, and Toronto FC. Um, over in the English Premier League, we have um, some good games coming up tomorrow and Monday and Sunday. Once again, we have Liverpool, Newcastle tomorrow at 4.30 a.m. Uh, if you want to wake up real early, you can go and watch that. Uh, we have Chelsea, West Ham at 9.30. Um, Wolves, Burnley. Uh, Sunday at 4 a.m. and then Leeds against Manchester United Sunday at 6 a.m. and then over here we have Man City still in the lead ahead uh, by 11 points um, to Manchester United so 77 for Man City 66 for Manchester United um, which is a pretty big gap between one and two we've got a couple games left in the season and uh, Man City's just aiming to pull away with that and then teams that are at risk of being relegated right now are Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United, um, and then Burnley too. Uh, Sheffield United is pretty much pretty much has no chance to uh, stay in the league as they only have 14 points out of um, their 32 games. They have four wins, two ties, and 26 losses. So I don't think we'll see them next year. And then West Brom um, may be able to pull it out if they get on a hot streak, but most likely not. Fulham also has a chance, most likely not going to make it and stay in the champ, uh, the Premier League. Anyways, that's pretty much it for soccer. Um, yeah, on to McLean. Football time, yeah. Um, 
if you've been following the Seahawks the past week, you probably already know about the Alden Smith signing. Uh, I don't have too much to say. I'm not in any closer contact than the NFL with Alden Smith's legal team, so I don't know how his legal troubles will be uh, sorting themselves out, but I know that's something to keep an eye on. In any case, Alden Smith brings uh, quite a fair bit of experience to this Seattle defensive line, which even after the signings of Kerry Hyder, Benson Mayoa, and... Uh, the big fish in Carlos Dunlap still is pretty young. Uh, and with Jerron Reed uh, already out the door, they uh, lost a lot of their experienced talent. Hyder, uh, Mayoa, Dunlap. If you take Dunlap out of that trio, they've only combined for two full seasons as the starter. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not an experienced group. And everyone else, all the other rush ends, have zero full seasons as the starter and uh, in the defensive tackle room Al Woods is the only one with more than one Puno Ford has the other there's not a lot of experience on this defensive line and it's uh, an area that I still don't think Seattle is done adding to yeah hopefully they'll continue to add to that and uh just looking at football in general we got obviously the draft coming up yeah it's and we, had, we really had a big, big trade draft. We so big... we got to talk about that yeah we had a big trade earlier today uh Baltimore moving, taking another late first-round pick uh, for the services of Orlando Brown, who is now going to be playing football for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I I think that this deal has probably been in the works for a while. It definitely makes the Chiefs look pretty good in hindsight for jettisoning their other two tackles, uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, um, guys who are both still on the free agent market, although Eric Fisher was reported to be looking at new teams. Uh, who, by the way, if Eric Fisher does sign with a new team, he will be the fourth number one overall pick to sign a new contract this offseason. Four. Which is pretty crazy. The other three, of course, being Jameis Winston, Jadavion Clowney, and Cam Newton, uh, all of whom re-signed with their old teams, save for Clowney, who uh, went to Cleveland. Yeah, it's very weird how that works out, because I feel like, I mean, if they're all number one and they're drafted in different years, it would make their contracts would have to line up very weirdly. Yeah, I mean, well, they all actually, uh, so fun fact about this, they were all actually drafted number one in, uh, in except for Cam Newton, in consecutive years. So, yeah, I think Cam Newton was a bit before, but yeah. Cam Newton was the first pick in the 2011 draft. Uh, out of Auburn. The other three, uh, Fisher went in 2013, Clowney went in 2014, and uh, Jameis Winston was the first pick in 2015. The 2016 first-round pick didn't sign a new contract, but he did change teams. That was Jared Goff. He was traded, of course, to the Lions uh, in exchange for Matthew Stafford, a couple of firsts. So it's um, it's been big for guys, for former top picks. I, um, I think the only first overall pick who's not on the Browns who um, stayed in his team this offseason was Joe Burrow, which is crazy to think about. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about the draft, I mean, from what I've heard, there's a lot of talent here and just things I've seen. Who do you guys think is not the number one overall, but the best like player in this draft and who has the best potential? Um, I, I'm stupid if I pick against Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. You can't really pick against the mullet. 
But I, I feel mean, like you could make an argument for someone like Kyle Pitts just because he, you know, he's not getting picked number one overall just because he's not a quarterback, right? And teams are centered around a quarterback. So I get the need to have that. But you can't really count him out and say that he's not better because I think there is an argument to say he's better player than Trevor Lawrence and has more potential in the league. I mean, you could say that, but, you know, if, if we're basing things off of potential, then Johnny Menzel is the best football player of the entire league's history. You know, I mean, if we're basing, hell, if we're basing things off of potential, then Jameis Winston ought to have been twice what Peyton Manning was. I mean, it's, you, 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 can, you can talk potential all day, but Trevor Lawrence is a can't-miss quarterback prospect who, you know, assuming he stays healthy and stuff, should have the career of Andrew Luck. I mean, this guy's on a gold jacket trajectory before he's even taken a snap. Uh, if, the, if the pressure and the injuries don't get to him, we could start to see the rise of something really special. That's true, and I was thinking Kyle Pitts, because I've seen a lot of stuff about Kyle Pitts dropping to six and possibly Miami taking him, which, and if, aside from San Francisco, a lot of the teams up there in those top ten picks aren't really that great, and I think going to either San Fran or Miami would certainly give a player a big boost right off the start, just by the guys that you're surrounded with, right? So I think it would, be, it would somewhat be unfair to judge how they do in the first year just because of that. I will say this, um... He's not going to San Francisco. You don't trade three first-round picks to move up in the draft so that you can take a tight end. No, certainly not. And with Kittle, that would just be that pointless. Yeah. There's yeah, no way exactly. doing that. They've already got an established blue-chip tight end, a guy who's arguably the best tight end the league has to offer. It, it doesn't make them any sense for them to go take Kyle Pitts. Matchup nightmare that he is. Miami, however, makes a ton of sense. If Miami uh, stays put at six and doesn't, you know, make another move it'll definitely happen and it'll become increasingly likely the only other potential destination i could see him in is atlanta and that's if at the if the new atlanta regime is willing to push all the chips into the middle of the table to create a super team offense around him you know i mean atlanta is i think the the biggest wild card on draft day because yeah, they've already I, got they they're picking high they're at the fourth pick, uh, but they've already got two uh, blue chip wide receivers. They've got a you know Hall of Fame or I, I don't know if Matt Ryan's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but they've close. got they've got a guy who's probably if he wins a Super Bowl he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame conversation. He's a guy they've got a franchise quarterback that's for certain, and they've got a few more good years of him. Uh, they've got a solid offensive line. Uh, there's really no areas of talent that are lacking on that offense. And, you know, the defense has been oft injured and much maligned, but it it's not like there's any uh, large contracts there. It's If they want to build the defense through the draft, they totally could. However, the, the theme of this draft seems to be offense. All of the greatest players, offensive players. I mean, the, the quarterback prospects that y'all have heard so much about, plus Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, even Penny Sewell, who I believe is this draft's hidden gem. And I think if I'm not naming Trevor as my number one prospect, I think Penny Sewell actually has the best argument. Uh, but... You know, isn't off. This is the draft to um, build up your offense. This will essentially, this draft will function like all these GMs are playing fantasy football, all offense, all mm -hmm. the time. 
That is, I mean, that is kind of my favorite part of football is the offense. And I guess when you get a guy like Penny Sewell, who is rated up high, talked about in the same conversation with all those quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, I think that's how you know he's good. Because usually the offensive line, defensive line, those kind of trench positions aren't talked about in the same kind of, like, just not even in the same conversation as the skill players half the time it's almost like it's a different sport for them true i mean there have been some tackles that have been picked pretty high i mean at least he's not like an interior lineman they're the ones who really get shafted i think the highest drafted interior lineman of the decade uh was clinton nelson at six um if someone wants to fact me fact check me on that and by the way for purposes of this exercise i am also going to be considering laramie tunzel as a tackle i know he did play uh guard in his rookie season uh but but since he spent so much of his career as a tackle for purposes of this exercise he's a tackle uh i mean just just last year there was uh i think three tackles off the board in the top 10 andrew thomas went off the board uh pretty high uh, it went to the to the Giants. Uh, who else? Uh, Tristan Wirfs went off the board at ten, uh, and I think the Bucks they got a, they got a tackle. Uh, it was the Browns too. Uh, Jedrick Wills was the third tackle to go off the board. So there, I got my three tackles. I was right. Well, it's certainly too early to see how they do. But speaking of Quentin Nelson, yeah, he's just an absolute. I mean, I don't know if I would want to say steal because he has a sixth pick, but uh, that's still a really good player. And just anyone out of the top ten, better if if they perform at that kind of level, I think that's all you that's all you can ask for out of that oh, kind of pick. Definitely, that yeah. 2018 draft has a chance to be one of the best in league history. I mean, we've already it already looks like three, possibly four teams that Jerry's still out on Sam Darnold found their franchise quarterback in that draft. Uh, Quentin Nelson, Saquon Barkley, blue chip players. If Derwin James can just stay healthy for a season, he could change the league. Um, and, you know, not to mention, uh, there there was a lot of great steals in that draft, too. Guys like Leighton Van Der Esch coming off the board late. Uh, guys mm-hmm. like Darius Leonard coming off the board in the later rounds. It, it was a crazy good draft class. Yeah, and I think that's going to wrap it up for the first segment here. Uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. We're going to go trivia and Mariners mail or Mariners mailbag, which is kind of yes. just where we ask McLean questions about the Mariners because yep. we really don't know much, that much about them. Uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's been it. We'll be oh, right you back. Explain. We'll be yeah. right back on the water break. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. And the water break will be right back. Welcome back to the water break here on 88.9 The Bridge. We're coming at you with the second segment, and today we got some trivia. So I'm going to host. I know I didn't win last week, so I did, but he's not here today. So I'm on the spot, and I got to get some questions going. Let's start uh, this off. You guys, you guys, oh, yeah. The Sorry. The rules. So uh, first to three, you're just going to buzz in since we're all remote you're gonna buzz in by saying your name and then you're gonna answer the question uh they're pretty simple all sports related and anyone listening can go along with it too i guess if you want to try yeah and then if you win you get to host next you win week. you host the next week yeah there you go so far, all right uh, so far i've won once and Sai has won once but since size not here to defend his title uh will is here because he didn't play last week I actually haven't participated yet because I also hosted the first week. Yeah, so you're really yeah, imposed by this rough. development. That's a, all right. That's all right. Because Creed's going to win this week, right, Creed? 100%. For sure. Don't worry. I'll, I'll <laughs> toss you some softballs. All right. First question. 
Which NHL team has the worst win percentage of all time? Uh, McLean. Let's hear it. Sabres. Uh, no, that's it's not the Sabres. That's this oh, season. That's going to be my uh, guess. But they're not. They're oh, not you meant here. like I mean, you meant like the franchise. The okay. franchise. Yeah, that's sorry. I maybe I phrased that wrong. All right. Uh, well, no, no, no. It's, you probably said all time, and I just didn't hear it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let Creed guess. Oh man. Um. Let's think. Think about a city that doesn't have like. There's no reason for them to even have a hockey team in the first place. Well. Oh, I don't help him. The Coyotes? Yeah, there you go. It actually is the Coyotes. Oh, wait, actually? Yeah. No. (laughs) McLean, he needs the help. One one point. He needs it. Okay. Don't worry. I'll I'll save the soccer one for later then, as long as he has a lead. Yikes. (laughs) All right. So while we're on the topic of that, which NHL team has the best all-time win percentage? Oh, McLean. Let's hear it. Montreal. It is not Montreal. See, that's a good guess, but... I know well, they've actually, got the most I'll, titles. I'll hear, I'll hear Creed's yeah, first, and then I'll penguins. tell you. Is not the Penguins. Uh, it's actually the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, well, that's small sample size. Despite okay. despite only being in the league for like okay. way less games than everyone else, uh, they've been really good for that entire time. So small yeah. sample size, they shouldn't count. Well, okay. To be fair, the Montreal Canadiens were the number two team on this list. All right, for all time. Uh, which is so wow. it, was a, it was a good we're guess. I mean, they're the most winning team of all time. I'll give you like a half point, maybe. Yay, I have yeah, half a point. Even though that doesn't count for anything, because you still got to get to three. If I get another half point, I'll be fine. That is yeah. true. That is true. You got to get a close one now. <laughs> all right. This one's a bit, I don't know if maybe you guys will get this one, but who won Rookie of the Year in the 2020 NHL season? Huh. Why'd you ask that? Because uh, I wanted, I want to see it. Hint, hmm. he's a defenseman. I I really uh, gotta McLean. be honest with you. All right, let's see. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Kucherov. No, he wasn't he's, a rookie. Kucherov last year. is not a defenseman, and <laughs> not a defenseman. <laughs> yeah. So I lose twice. I lose twice. Uh, yeah. Yikes. All right. Never mind. Sorry, Can, that you, question was a bit out of the. Yeah, no, I no, didn't expect that's, you guys that's to get that one for you to ask. Yeah. No problem. It was unfortunately not Quinn Hughes. Uh, I wanted it to be Quinn Hughes, but he lost to Kel McCarr. Anyways, uh, this one, hopefully you'll get. Who is the tallest hockey player of all time? And bonus if you get his height. Uh, McLean. Who is it? Uh, is that goalie for the Bruins? Do I have to say I, his name? I mean, he's not a goalie, but he did play for the... Yeah, you or gotta he, say his name. Uh, whatever. He's um, He was on the Bruins. He was not a goalie. I think he was... Diff- Benzman. Yeah. But I know his height. I know his height. What's his height? Uh, it's 6'10. 6'9. 6'9. Although, grass. you know, to be fair, they probably round up on a lot of uh, websites, especially yeah. the official websites. They always bump them up a bit. Not that That's he needs true. bumping I mean, up. But... Well, there's there's no reason that Tyreek Hill should be listed at 5'11. Exactly. Yeah. And you get all the short guys in the NHL. That's I guarantee true. you they're an inch or two below what they actually are, above true. what they actually are. And his and his name is something super cool. Uh, it's Zdeno Chara. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he's so still, does McLean still... get another half point or? Yeah, do oh, I get a half point for the? Okay, okay, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah I'm tired. Right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he had no. So he had the team, and then he was pretty close on the height. So. Yeah. yeah all was, right. Well, any, anyone following along who's like a big hockey fan and has to listen to like the sole hockey expert on this show, um, you know, <laughs> Carrie. Yeah. Getting, anyway, we're, there. It's well, all right. we're moving. We're moving. All right. Let's keep them coming. 
Alright, should I? I feel like it'd be bad to do the soccer one now because it's tied, so. No, don't. Just do it. It doesn't do, matter. I'll do a really easy one. No, no, no. Because, Creed, you better answer quickly on this one. Who has the most hockey golds in the Olympics? Creed. Uh, I'll try it. Creed, actually. Wait, okay, wait, who is, is it, Creed? Country? What country? And person. Country. And then, if you know, you don't even need to name the number. Just tell me the country. Uh, my guess would be Canada. It is Canada. I oh, only put that in there that. to boost my ego because I like Canada. <laughs> you are from Canada. There you go. <laughs> I am Canada. All right, let's see. So, hmm, all right, how many games long is the 2021 NHL COVID regular season? Not including playoffs, oh. just the regular season. Uh, McLean. What you got? going to say 54 games. You are so close. Drat. I, well, getting, I think, oh, I, I guess, guess I got to give Creed a guess, yeah. Uh, my guess is 52. No, it was actually the other way. It was 56. Oh, I, kinda, I, I knew it, it was an even number. Was I knew it was an even number. I was close on that. Man, so is it still... Is it 2-1? It's 2-1. Two two one, one, because Creed got the one yeah. about Canada. I feel like now would be a bad time to throw in the... <laughs> the soccer question. You're just going to keep right. dangling. I bet there is no soccer question. There is. You're just going to keep dangling. question. All right, you want me to ask it then? Let's hear it. All right. Who is the oldest football club in the world? Uh, McLean. Oh, Drat. Creed. Oh, oldest in the entire world. No, not in the Just like in, I guess, yeah, in the world, but like in recent time. I'm sure in medieval time, whatever, there was some the oldest like, knights club. that were kicking around the some active, ball. The oldest the, active The oldest like actual nice. professional that people know of, you know? Well, my guess would be United, but I, Manchester United? No, at least not according to what I I got this I, off the internet. I don't know anything oh, about soccer, oh, wait, so um, don't, uh, I don't come at me. I think I get a guess too. I get to steal. I, I think it's Real Madrid, but I'm not no, certain. It's definitely not. Um, I so it, it's from what I heard, it's Sheffield FC. Yes. Okay. Is that, so that's okay, what that it is. is. I watched the whole show about it. There was a uh, really good show. Um, but so you still missed the of, question. No, I know. I I know I missed the question, but now I'm remembering this. So there was this um, this show that was really good, and it went over the first ever league and um some of the teams it was basically about this team that came in that was full of poor people instead of like rich people who played soccer and then that's how kind of all the whole sport leagues began um but they were mentioned in it and some of the other teams were like blackburn and leeds i think was mentioned um yeah anyways okay so you guys are still tied. I actually have an interesting way to end this one off. Uh, going back to the all-time Wait, win percentages. Uh, yeah, he's ahead. Oh, he's ahead? I thought I you Okay. Right. I'll give McLean a question that I know he'll get. There we go. I got to tie it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. McLean, who did the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat to become the 2020 Stanley uh, you Cup got champions? It. Uh, McLean, uh, Dallas. Dallas. There you go. Now it's tied. See? See how I did that? You yeah. know what? Not cheating. Really? Good hosting. <laughs> That would be okay. like asking me, um, have the Vikings ever won a Super Bowl? That's no, how it's not like I know the answer to that. Was. I know. Yeah, we, I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> we can remind you though, in case you forgot. <laughs> I'll be more. I'll be more than happy to do that. Okay. Anyway, what I was gonna say, uh, I like the Vancouver Canucks, but the Vancouver Canucks don't like winning. So um, there's 
okay, on this list, there's 31 teams because obviously the Kraken haven't played. These are all active clubs. Um, so the Canucks, just name a number, 1 through 31. 1 being Vegas, the number one team. 31 being Arizona. Uh, the Thir- or the, the 30 so 31 team. being Arizona, the, 30 thir- the 31st team and the worst team. And whoever's closer to the number that the Canucks are uh, wins it all. Wow. Uh, so, I'll go first then. I'll let Creed go first. Yeah, why not? Uh, eight. Ooh. Eight? Wow. You think the Canucks are on the winning side? Oh, wait. Okay. No, no. I meant okay. I meant the other way around. Eight, eight worse. from the bottom. So okay. 23? Yes. You're so going with 23? Be... Yeah, 23. All yeah, right. 23, okay. 23. Uh... Hmm. I'm going to go with 24. So you think they're even wow. worse than 20. That's disrespectful to the Canucks. <laughs> uh, but you're right. They're actually <laughs> no. they're third from the bottom. <laughs> so they were a bit farther down even from that, unfortunately. Yeah. This is literally the worst way to end it. All right, it's now fair. you guys get tons of points. You got first pick. So, I know. So uh, I, I'm going to bring winning percentages back so that we can transition over to our uh, baseball segment. If you guys can tell me where the Mariners are in the all-time oh, MLB boy. win percentage, uh, pick a number, one being the winningest uh, team of all time by percentage, which is the Yanks, and uh, 30 being the lowest winning percentage of all time, where would you say the Mariners are? 30. I, I can't imagine Third? they're high, but I don't. Uh, I'm no. going to go like 27th. Same as the Canucks, pretty much. Yeah, that was gonna. Going. Well, I said thirty, but you know, I was kind of joking. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. All right. Well, they're not last. That's good. Who is last? Is it the? Diamondbacks. Uh, it's the Padres. It's the Padres. The Mariners. Oh, the Padres are the Marlins are second to last though, so you're close on that. Okay. Uh, wow. But the Mariners are 28th. Oh wow! So we were like, I'm just, pretty I'm just much expecting right on your guys' teams to be better than they are. Uh, Korea, no. The Twins are 22nd though, so I like I I wouldn't hey, it's be still talking. better than the Mariners. Well, it's still below 500. And we've won a World Series. So. Yeah. How many won. World Series did the Vikings have? None. It's a uh, trick question. They don't play baseball, the but they also have the same amount of Super Bowls. They're just as good as baseball. As yeah, they are we're so football. good that we won it the year before it existed. No, the Lions yeah, did. Too bad. No. No, it was, the Lions um, did. No, because it was an unofficial sort of thing. I don't. Yeah, oh, wait, the, no. the last NFL championship uh, before was the '66 NFL championship. The Lions won it. Pretty sure that was the Vikings. I'll look I don't know how to tell quick. you, man. All right. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Mariners, we're going to close out the show with the Mariners mailbag. Now, we did get a couple of questions texted into you guys uh, last week, and I was able to go into the station to read them. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, they have answered themselves uh, since since we got them, which is why it's probably not the best that we do this show once a week. Um the questions that we got, all of them were pertaining to the health and comeback of Kyle Lewis. Now, for those of you that don't know, Mariners, uh, last season, Kyle Lewis won Rookie of the Year with the Mariners. He hit around 270, had some, showed some power in the 60-game stretch, and played amazing defense in center field. Really an all-around, an all-star. Great ball player. Uh, his return happened uh, this 
past Tuesday against the Dodgers, and he played again in their next game uh, against the Boston Red Sox. He played in the next two games, started both games in center field. He hit in the top of the order, did well. Uh, he's recovering nicely from the uh, the knee sprain that knocked him out of spring training, and he's back to being able to contribute at the MLB level. So that's your Kyle Lewis updates. Now, as always, the rest of this Mariners mailbag will be filled in with questions from Will and Creed, because all of our questions were on one topic, (laughs) and that topic answered itself. (laughs) We'd like to once again ask you, uh, if you've got any Mariners questions, to text them to the radio station at 206-275-9104. Send all of your Mariners questions there, and I'll be ready to answer them next week. It's super fun. Hey, uh, before we get into that, I actually wanted to say Creed was right about the yeah, Vikings. Yeah, I looked Lions it up. Thing. Was he? It's yeah, the Vikings. I for sure it was, it was 1969 was the last year before they merged with the AFL. The Vikings won it. Um, and since the merger, the Vikings have qualified for the playoffs 28 times, which is the third most in the league, trailing only behind the Cowboys and the Steelers. So... We're real great at qualifying. We just stink at winning it. We've been to the Super Bowl four times, lost all four times. First round exit. Yeah. Woohoo. First round exit. Yeah. Maybe the Vikings Vikings, should just decide to win for once. Oh, if only they were that easy. Anyway, Mariners questions. (laughs) Let's get those Mariners questions coming. All right. Well, I know I asked it for the very first one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I want to see if it's changed at all with time. And now that they're 12 and 7, at least as of recording, uh, they're losing to, I think it's the Red Sox right now. Yeah, that game's but still going on. What do you think are the odds of them making the playoffs this year? Odds of them making the playoffs? They haven't changed. Any team can start well. It's really difficult to have a team that can finish well. And this team has, quite frankly, gotten really lucky. <laughs> uh, this is a scrappy team held together by scrappy players. Um, obviously, they're... Um, their winning is not very sustainable. Uh, 12 and 6. They're not going to keep playing 667 baseball throughout the rest of the season. I think uh, I'm going to say what I said before. Best case scenario, they finish up around 500. Odds that they make the playoffs, I'm sticking with 1 in 10. You know, I think this team, I'm higher on this team than a lot of the MLB.com people are. But I think that the odds they get to the playoffs, no better than 1 in 10. Yeah, I'm looking at their uh, recent games right now, and they beat the Red Sox 7-3, but then after that, they only win by one uh, against the Dodgers. They only beat the Astros by one, and they only beat the Orioles by one, so that's not crazy consistency. Honestly, the fact that they were able to hang with the Dodgers, I mean, I mentioned earlier in the first segment of the show, the Dodgers are on pace to win 120 games. The fact that are they, they were yeah, able to the best team this year? Easily. The fact that oh, they yeah. were able to split that doubleheader was insanity. And the fact that they were even in the second game at all, it was a real uh, homecoming for Marco Gonzalez, who he started the season, got shellacked in his first game. Uh, his next two starts were both on the road, uh, and they were both pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, but he pitched a gem. He held what is probably the best lineup in baseball uh, to to just one hit, to just one or two hits, just two hits. I, I think. think it was two. Uh, it was one run, but one run on two hits. He faced the minimum in six of seven innings that he pitched in. He pitched a uh, an absolute stellar game. It mm-hmm. was insanity what he was able to do. And that was that crazy. was Tuesday's game. So that was Kyle Lewis's return to the lineup. If either of you guys watched that, I don't imagine you did. Uh, oh, we I were, was well because we were in school. 
you see uh, mm-hmm. and i also there was some paint drying so i decided to go check that out uh, i took a took a look at the grass growing anything but baseball you know it was fun yikes it was fun all right one one more mariners question we'll wrap it up well Great, you wanna, actually you i was go. gonna ask the same exact question as will so i'm a little stuck right now um let's see yikes all right yeah um all right. Well, I'll, I guess since uh, I'm in charge here and this well, is no, my show, no, actually, I got one second. more question. All second. right, let's hear it. Okay, this is not really baseball related, but if you had to take two of the Mariners players, like on their active roster right mm-hmm. now, not like minor league or any old players, yeah, yeah, uh, two of them to survive on a deserted island with you, who would you take and why? Two of them to survive on a deserted island with me. Wow, that is not the type of question I was it expecting not, to answer. No. But, like, I mean, I'll try. Um, all right, deserted island. I'm assuming this is your typical deserted island and there is food there. I'm not going to have got, to. You got a little yeah. food. Uh, a little food, fruit, not much. You know, is there uh, there's clean, some running water. Clean water. All right, got it. It's clean enough. Fresh water, fresh water spring. Yeah. I, I, I can get by. All right. Uh... Hmm. You know, I gotta say, so Dylan Moore is a very versatile Mariners player, a great underdog story, and I don't think he would shy away uh, from the challenge of surviving on a desert island. So I think I'd, <laughs> I'd take him. I'd take him. Just because he's, he's a great story, uh, and he's a guy who I really I, I enjoy watching him play. He's super fun to watch one of my favorite parts of the team. Also, I get to meet Dylan Moore, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the other guy that I would take is a guy who I met once at a Yo Mercer location, which has since closed down. Uh, this is a very old-fashioned sentence, by the way. But... I met Kyle Seeger during his all-star season at a Yo Mercer's restaurant, which for those of you who are not Mercer Island residents was a frozen yogurt uh, place that existed on the south end of Mercer Island for a couple of years and then shut down. It's essentially what I'm saying is the equivalent of, oh yeah, I ran into Barry Bonds on a blockbuster video, but for like the early to mid 2010s. <laughs> you know, just to give you a just to give you a sense of how yeah. old like a Yo Mercer was, we were listening uh, while we were in there. I I talked to Kyle Seeger. We talked about getting cheesecake on frozen yogurt, whether it's valid or not, because you know, topical. We we're at a Yo Mercer. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen was playing at the same time, so this is like back when Carly Rae Jepsen was like a charting artist. Wow, wait, was this twenty sixteen? How long ago? No, that must have been. Uh, this no, was not twenty sixteen. That's for sure. This was 2014, so because oh, wow. Yo yeah. Mercer was still there, and Kyle yeah. Seeger was in the All Star game. Yeah, and I That's came crazy. to Mercer Island, I think late, or I think it was 2015 or 2016. So I've never heard of Yo Mercer until now. Yeah, well, because they folded in like 2015. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, it is so a that... very old-fashioned sentence. Uh, anyway, if you do well, live if on you Mercer, count that Island, is old-fashioned. I'm sorry. Okay, for a 17-year-old radio host. Uh, who is trying very hard to sound old. It's an old-fashioned <laughs> sentence. All right, well, so if you're from Mercer Island, if you're listening to this radio station from Mercer Island, I'd like you to text into the station. And if you're listening on Spotify, this still applies, by the way. You can still totally text the station tell us random stuff. Uh, tell us what your favorite part of Yo Mercer was, uh, or if you've got any cool memories of any cool things happening at Yo Mercer. Uh, and of course, this business is long since defunct. So if you were hoping to eat there, I'm sorry. I think yeah. there's like a massage clinic now where it used to be. <laughs> I also, don't know. One more thing. 
I'd like to know what everybody, like if there's any listeners that have this, uh, guess, I guess planned out, but, um, you know, the question McLean was asked with who would, who would he take, uh, yeah. he on a deserted <laughs> Island. I'd love to hear what our listeners would answer. Um, and it doesn't just have to be from the Mariners. It could be from like any sports team at all. Definitely. Tell me, keep it, keep it in baseball. Maybe. But, well, and you know, yeah. it can be any athlete, all right? Tell me yeah. the two athletes let's, let's that you'd athletes. pick to survive on a deserted island with. Uh, text it into the station, and you have to tell us why. You also have to tell oh, us why. Yes. I decided. Um, so <laughs> tell us why, and if we get any really funny ones, we'll read them on the air next week. We'll for sure put them on the air. And this yeah. will be like if any Spotify listeners, too, are listening, and you you know put this in a couple of weeks after this is posted on Spotify, we'll still put it up. Yeah, Spotify too. We love to Uh, hear what all our listeners are thinking. So, but yeah, you can text the radio station. uh, Our landline, I think Joe said it was broken, but you can text our landline uh, at two zero six two seven five nine one zero four, and we'll read the messages off the computer. It'll be awesome. We love hearing from you guys. And with that, I think we're done on the water break. So we'd like to thank you guys for staying tuned uh, to our award-winning sports show. Thank you guys again for listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, Keep listening here for more amusing conversation that spans generations. And with that, we are out. Have a great weekend.